morning and welcome. This is Pastor Lucy Painter with your daily insights. And today we continue with our series that we began yesterday, Battles Frontlines. And we looked at what happens when soldiers face an enemy seemingly greater than them. We saw how intimidating it can be, and we looked at how the Israelites felt when they were under the ruthless ruler of the king of Babylon. And remember, I said that that symbolism is the symbolism of Satan, because it's the same name we use for Satan, Lucifer. Now, today, there is a term in military language called insubordination. And since we are talking the battle language, I want us to look at this in reference to today's reading. This is a term that is used to refer to a situation where a service member has disrespected or willfully disobeyed the lawful orders of a superior officers. Situations like this disrupt military strategy, they interfere with communication, because an individual is given orders and they do not follow them or they are given information that they do not pass along. And lives end up being lost. Battles are lost. Today we are going to read a story we are all familiar with. A story that started with very clear instruction, but disobedience and disregard of the orders led to terrible consequences. It is a story of Adam and Eve, particularly the temptation and fall of man. Genesis 3 verse 1 to 19 says, Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the tree of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat it, nor shall, shall you touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were open and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves covering. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? Then the man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I ate. And the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? 
the woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all cattle, and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go, you shall eat dust all the days of your life. And I'll put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and he shall bruise his heel. To the woman he said, I'll greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception. In pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. Then to Adam he said, Because you have heeded the voice of your wife, and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat it. Cast is the ground for your sake. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you. And you shall eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. For out of it you are taken, for dust you are, and to dust you shall return. Wow. While this passage does not clearly identify the serpent as Satan, other verses in the Bible do. And for your reference, you can check Isaiah 51 verse 9, Revelation 12 verse 9, Job 26 verse 13, and all talk about the serpent in reference to Saturn. The serpent is the personification of sin and rebellion. And the Bible here says that the serpent was more cunning than any beast. And this is something we see everywhere the devil is involved. His effectiveness is based on his cunning, crafty ways. Satan is smart, and I think I can understand how he got Eve. You see, the only way to overcome Satan is with the power of God. We cannot outsmart him. And I'm going to repeat that. We cannot outsmart him. You know, when the enemy wants to disrupt the formation of the soldiers in the front line during a battle, the best way to do that is to isolate the weak link in the formation and target them. And this is what the serpent did. He perceived that Eve would be vulnerable to his attack, perhaps because she had not received the command to not eat of the fruit directly from God. You know, sometimes I wonder if Adam had done a good job communicating the orders to Eve. And so the serpent attacked the chain at its weakest point. He sowed doubt in Eve's mind. He leveled his attack on the command itself. And the moment doubt was planted in her mind, the battle was partially won. He undermined the command that had been passed down to her. He refreshed it and he made her neglect God's word. But Eve, I don't want to exempt her from responsibility. Rather than rebuke the serpent, entertained the discussion. She entertained the thought. She ignored the restraint that had been put in place. The reminder that someone else was in charge, that they were answerable to God. And the serpent used this to establish the footwork, to lay the groundwork, to draw her into a discussion with him before he went in for the kill. He enticed her with a promise of being like God, a promise of independence. 
And Eve gave in to the desires of the flesh. She gave in to the temptation. And so Eve acted in insubordination. She became the agent of temptation to Adam, who unlike Eve had received the command from the Lord directly, but he still acted in open rebellion to God. And the word of the Lord says, then their eyes were open. The garment of righteousness was torn off. It left them exposed. They felt embarrassed. And whatever covering they tried to put on was completely inadequate. And so they hid themselves when the Lord sought after them. You know, in the military setting we described at the beginning of this episode, we would expect a heated interrogation. But we see God's heartfelt call to them. Where are you? Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? You know, the Lord came to them with the truth of what they had done. He came with patience and care. But rather than letting this question arouse their sense of being lost, rather than confessing their sins or realizing that they were accountable before God, they started explaining their way out of it, blaming each other. And so judgment was pronounced upon them, a judgment that we still suffer from today. We are talking about the battlefront lines, and we need to realize that we are up against a cunning adversary, a power that we cannot win against by ourselves, a corrupting power, the same power that brought sin to the world, the power that brought pain, death, and conflict into the world. He knows your weakness. He knows where it hurts most. He knows when, where you are vulnerable and he will use every opportunity to exploit that. You see, we have the rule book in our hands, you know, the word of God. We know what, what is expected of us as believers. But sometimes Satan comes in, the devil comes in and makes us question those rules He makes us question the intentions of those rules. He makes us question the intentions of the authority that puts those rules in place. He twists what was meant for good to look evil. You know, questions like, if God loves me so much, why does he want me to miss out on what everyone else is enjoying? Why do I not get to enjoy the proceeds of a little corruption here and there like everyone else? If our commander wants us to win this war, why does he want us to stay in the trenches? Why doesn't he let us just attack the enemy? After all, aren't we trained for this war? We stop trusting the authority under whom we fight. And the moment we begin questioning God's intentions and plans, we ignore the rules of engagement and expose ourselves. But Proverbs 3 Verse 5 to 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct your path. The Lord tells us in Isaiah 55 verse 8 to 9, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, So are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Sometimes we only see our tiny corner of the picture, 
But the Lord sees the whole picture. Trust in His ways. Trust in His plans. Even when you cannot comprehend them. And He shall yield your heart from the corruption of the cunning one. Shalom. This is Pastor Lucy Painter with your daily insight. And this is Battle Frontlines Day 2. Thank you for your continued support and encouragement to the making of the daily insights. Reaching an average of 60 people a day with over 10,000 total plays. I invite you to partner with us by supporting this podcast through monthly or one-time donation. Your contribution will be used to sustain the episode subscription and hosting platform. My goal is to inspire and share insightful messages in our generation, empowering one person at a time each day to continue serving the purposes of God in our generation. Your support is highly appreciated. Click that support button now and give your support. You can support with $1, $5, or as much as you are able to give. Blessings.